With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast. I'm your host, Patrick, and with me are my co-hosts, cousins, Justin and Derek. We are recording this podcast on September 28th. 2016. Now, I know that some of you are just itching for us to get into Nebraska versus Northwestern so I can get some comeuppance. I can hear the cousins drooling right now, just salivating. Get some towels, boys. Uh, But before we do, there's some sad news this week out of Lincoln, and we we need to uh, mention it. Milt Tenniper, the offensive line coach from uh, 74 to 2002, uh, the engine behind Tom Osborne's option and punishing relentless ground game uh, died after a long battle with leukemia. He was the architect of uh, the Nebraska pipeline, uh, which is what we affectionately call the offensive line. A huge dominant factor in Nebraska's success in the 80s and 90s, particularly in the 90s at its apex. Tenniper is as synonymous with the success of those lines as the six Outland Trophy winners he coached up. Dave Remington, arguably the greatest center ever. Dean Steinkuhler, Will Shields, Zach Wiegert, Aaron Taylor, all of these names, household names in every home from North Platte to Omaha. As beloved a coach as Nebraska has ever produced, loved by his players and loved by the fans. And I think this quote sums it up, ironically, from uh, Warren Sapp, of all people. We just trash-talked them and tried to get under their skin, make them lose their cool, and they didn't. They just kept hitting us harder. That's Nebraska football for you. So God bless. Thanks, Coach, and rest in peace. And as a side note, both 2016 leukemia and especially cancer, they can all go straight to hell. Okay. Now on to unpleasant pleasantness. A week ago, I picked against Nebraska to be upset by Northwestern. I admit it. I betrayed the Hogwarts house. I forsook the fellowship. I forgot the face of my father. I killed the younglings. Take your pick. So I cry your pardon, cousins. I lay myself on the court. I ask for mercy. I just want to know what you were thinking. Well, I, there's no forgiveness here. I, I, I was I was thinking of the dominance and how uh, the name brand of Chicago was coming out. You had the Chicago Cubs, who you worship gladly, Derek, with a hey, legitimate shot in the World Series. You have 102 wins, first 100 win season since 1935. Go Cubbies! All right, woo! Okay, moving on. And then you have Evanston, which is a crazy place to play. And most importantly, man, that was the week of Bill Murray's birthday. Like, the Chicago poster boy. That's like bad mojo upon bad mojo upon bad mojo. And honestly... It was for you. And honestly, and honestly, I think that Nebraska's had so many occurrences of laying uh, an egg. 
Uh, you've got the 78 game against Missouri after they beat Oklahoma. 96, Arizona State. 92, Iowa State. It's not unprecedented for Nebraska to have a, a letdown. And I'll be frank with you guys, in the first half, I was right. They played flat. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think anybody disagrees with you that they would play a little flat in the first half. This, this Husker team has proven to be a second-half team. This is when we score all of our points. We don't score a lot of points in the first half. We've been flat in the first half almost all season. One of these days, that's going to bite us in the butt, don't you think? I mean, I granted, I think it's something – it says something that Nebraska was able to bounce back from that and have a decent second half. I think that's what separates – uh, this team from other teams of the past, uh, particularly the recent past, uh, would you say that maybe Riley has kind of encouraged his players to not be afraid of failure, that, you know, it's okay to screw up, just bounce back and do better? Or what do you guys think it is? I think after last year, yeah. I mean, they screwed up a lot last year. Uh, you know, the thing I liked about this game right here, well, partially – but uh, that very first drive, you know, we've had slow starts all year long, and then we get into this first drive. We have an excellent start, and then newbie, he uh, rips off that long, long run, and he fumbles. We look good for two and three-quarter plays there. That fumble was terrible. And then there in the third quarter, it was almost an instant replay where Tommy, he had a 37-yard run down to the two, and a Zigbo fumbled, and, you know, you can argue what not if, you know, uh, Ford progress was stopped. Uh, but ironically, that drive also was a two and three quarter play drive after that uh, fumble. We had the pass, a long run, and then a fumble by a running back. That's almost like a recipe for failure there. Don't do that. that oh, for sure. I, you got to stop that. I mean, that's, that's something that's got to be nipped in the bud like right now. As we start getting into these tougher teams, which we have a few more weeks to uh, yeah. really shore that up. Yes, we do. But you, you have to you have to make sure that stops. Okay, now. so based off of that, what do you guys think are the priority areas where we need to shore up, where teams are going to definitely try to pinpoint an exploit as far as where Nebraska is concerned? Uh, well, I think uh, something that really needs to be shored up is something that everyone can agree on is special teams. The uh, Our return game, the punt return game, it's pitiful. It's terrible. You know, uh, DPE, he has that one long run. And outside of that, we're, we're just we're just terrible. We only, we've only returned three punts this year. Uh, I think the kick return well, game needs to get better. Uh, I, I, I will agree with you on kick returns. On punt returns, I think that you have to also look at the fact that nobody's punted to us this year. Every time they punt, they're trying to do their best to stay away from us. Yeah, words out, right? Yeah. Uh, And based off performances, I think we can agree that the Illinois boys showed up. Uh, Jordan Westerkamp had a good game in front of his uh, 200 relatives (laughs) who attended. And then Mikhail Wilbon, the Chicago, uh, the Chicago running back, uh, he had a really good game, surprisingly good game. Uh, do you think that this kind of complicates things as far as the running back by committee is concerned? Uh, there doesn't really seem to be someone that's kind of taking the lead. I thought Devine would have a better game than he did, but apparently he didn't. You know, a fumble's going to get you benched, you know, for Wilbon. 
Uh, I thought Wilbon, I thought he looked really good. Uh, and we know that uh, he finally started or he got playing time in front of Trey Bryant this time because Trey Bryant's been having fumbling t- He's troubles. a freshman, though. I mean, I'm not making excuses for the kid, but I think he's, he does have the goods to get there. He's just not there yet. Sure, sure. And this coaching staff, I think they're rewarding people that take care of the ball. Trey Bryant's not taking care of the ball, so that's why we saw Wilbon. Usually you see Trey Bryant before you see Wilbon. Derek, how about you? True. true. Uh, you know, he, he was impressive. I, I liked what he brought to the table. Uh, a Zigbo, like, like Justin said earlier, you know, that play probably should have been stopped on on. The one, one yard line. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got those big <laughs> hogs. Why you, don't they you just know, shove you them know, into the end zone? They've done it before. For for right, for, for the end zone before. For, for momentum clearly looked to have been stopped, but the referees didn't call it. They stripped the ball. Hey, it happens. Well, and that's another thing. I think as far as far as as far as newbie goes, yeah. hey, you got to hold on to the ball. I yeah. mean. I, I it's all it's all fine and dandy to go for that touchdown, but you got to hold on to that ball. Period. Well, not to end of, end of story. I think the 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 thing with that in that case is that the players have got to play till the whistle blows. I mean, that's it. That's just it. You can't assume anything because the refs aren't going to be they're they're going to blow the whistle when they feel like it. When they feel the play is dead, that's when they're going to blow the whistle. But don't count on them doing it. Um, so I think that we had some lessons learned in that, uh, game. Any, uh, final thoughts from you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 okay. Go ahead, Justin. The, the, uh, the thing, uh, for other areas, I think our slow starts need to get addressed, mm-hmm. you know, through four starts right now, and we've only scored 21 points in the first quarter and 34 points in the second quarter. We need to get, we need to get better, faster starts. And I think we can do that against Illinois. Yeah. I, Absolutely, I think that's I agree. Be a telling moment, yeah. Um, okay, I, I, I would yeah. I would like to bring I would like to bring a couple positives from this game. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I want you to enunciate that, and you know, <laughs> I, I know the positives don't come out of Derek very often. I get it. Okay, all right. <laughs> however, however, Tommy twelve gauge threw for sixty two percent completion percentage. Completion percentage. I think that was great for him. That was awesome. And as 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 much as everybody wants to give our defense a hard time for Thorson run that forty two yard run. Yeah. He yeah. ran the ball ten he ran the ball ten times for forty three yards, and one of them was that forty two yard run. Did you guys notice also that they tried to pull that same run later on? And the linebackers and secondary came up to stop them. That was great. That showed that there was, you know, there was changes made in the second half. And as we've said before, I think this coaching staff's done a great job where that's concerned. Okay. Absolutely. All right. We are moving on to our week five predictions. But first, oh, Stats Boy, do you have our updated standings for the week? <laughs> I do. I do. And I got to laugh. Because Justin, you went back under five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta laugh. I, it's funny. Justin went two for four last week. What a terrible week. He is now thirteen for fourteen on the year. 
Patrick, you went three for three last week, and you are now at 16 and 11. That's me shooting far. My, myself had a great week last week after calling the Wisconsin game and went five and one last weekend and is now up to 18 and nine, as well as winning the score prediction for the Husker game last week. No, I won it. No, you didn't. You called for a 13 to 10 game, and I called for a thir- or, I'm sorry, you called for a 31 to 10 game, and I called for a 31 to 14 game. It was 24 13. I was off. Pretty I was sure closer. Had 31 to, pretty sure you had 31 to 17, but that's okay. Hey, you uh, know moving what? on. You're both winners in my book. All right. I love you, man. And well, you- Patrick, Patrick is automatically eliminated by. Shitty bringing pick. up a loss. Fine, fine, fine. All right. All right, coming aboard on this week's version of the picks to help us out, we have our cousin Erica for an epic week in college football. Erica, welcome to the CuzCast. Thank you very much, Patrick. Happy Hello, to be Erica. Here. Hey, Justin. What's Hi, Derek. Up? <laughs> All right, <laughs> leading it off. We've got a really good Pac-12 battle here. Something I've been really, I'm, I've been anticipating this one. Uh, Stanford is playing Washington this week. They are. Is a really good Pac-12 battle a oxymoron? <laughs> <laughs> because Stab the Pac-12 is not good. <laughs> not good. Um. They're both highly rated top 10 teams. I don't really know who to pick other than Stanford has been a top 10 team recently and Washington has not, so I'm going Stanford. Well, Stanford, they have won the last three matchups and seven of the last eight. I think this game here will probably decide the North winner. Uh, Washington, they lost in overtime against Arizona last week, and they haven't played anybody at all. Stanford has McCaffrey. McCaffrey's awesome. But this isn't the same Stanford team that uh, we've come to know. And I think they lose on the road at Washington. Gasp. Eric? I, uh, I, I went with a uh, UW there. Look, that quarterback's throwing 14 touchdowns and two interceptions. They're the home team. I think Stanford finds a way to win in this game. Or, I'm sorry. Well, Washington finds a way to win this game. Ah, but your gut said Stanford. Listen to your gut. <laughs> I'm going to go with Stanford as well. I think McCaffrey's the X factor, and I really like how the Cardinal, even if the guy's getting stuffed, which I'm sure he probably will get stuffed, they, they find ways to use him. They put him in the receiver slot. They he you know He's good on special teams. He's just an X factor kind of player. So I'm going for Stanford in this one. Uh, next, we've got a good one here. Texas Longhorns and the Oklahoma State Cowboys in Stillwater. Well, if the pack is not good, the Big 12 is terrible. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, <laughs> um, Texas beat a terrible Notre Dame team. Nobody knew they were terrible until the next week. So, Texas is overrated. Oklahoma State takes this one. Hey, let them have their delusions. <laughs> yeah, you know, this this is going to be a high-scoring game. Neither neither has a defense, like Erica mentioned. You know, Texas, they catapulted in the rankings after being a terrible Notre Dame team in two overtimes. Notre Dame's 1-3 now. Oklahoma State, they've played a lot better teams than Oklahoma State wins. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I, uh, tech, Texas is allowing way too many points. They're averaging 34.7 points a game. Oklahoma State's got great offense. They're going to score some points on this Texas team, and they will come away with the win. It'll be a close game. It'll be high scoring, but Oklahoma State wins this late. It's hard to pick against the Cowboys, but, you know, I'm a difficult guy. Um, I think uh, Charlie Strong has a lot to prove after what happened in Berkeley, and he wants to get that taste out of the fans' mouths real quick. So I think Texas is going to beat Oklahoma State. The thing about Mike Mike Gundy, God love him, underachiever. He'll always be an underachiever, but, hey, he's a man. He can take it. Okay. I'm a man. (laughs) All right, and... Third, we've got Wisconsin Badgers and the Michigan Wolverines. This should be a good game, a real good game. Erica? This one will be a good game, I think. Um, but, again, we got Wisconsin coming in. They beat a bad LSU team. Nobody knew that at the time, but now we know they're terrible. They only beat Georgia State by five. Uh, and while Michigan was losing to Colorado for quite a while last week, um, there's no way Wisconsin pulls this one out. They'll have a big come down after beating Michigan State last week. So I'm going half go Michigan. Well, Wisconsin is the most surprising team in the West to me. I've, this is uh, the third time that we've talked about Wisconsin this year, and I've picked against them every single time. But and yeah, and I lose. But you know what? This time Michigan scores too many points. Even though Wisconsin has a great defense. Something's going to give here, and at home, Michigan wins. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Wisconsin's done me wonders. It has boosted me up in these these uh, polls here. But Wisconsin don't have it this week. It'll be a close game. Michigan's scoring over 40 points every single game. They won't score over 40 points in this game, but Wisconsin's offense is terrible. Right. So, Michigan will come out with a win, but it'll be a close game. Well, you know the old saying, the house always wins. Uh, Well, you know, in Michigan's case, the house mostly wins, especially when it's the big house. Uh, I've got to go with Michigan here, but I do think Wisconsin is a team to watch out for as much as it really, really pains me to say that. I don't know how the Badgers do it, but... They look like a formidable team. God help me. All right. And (laughs) next we've got a really, really intriguing game. And this this could really set the table really nicely for Louisville here. Louisville versus Clemson. Huge matchup here. This should be a great game. It's probably the game of the week for me here. Um, That's actually – it was hard to pick, but I'm going to have to go with – Lamar Jackson leading Louisville to the victory. Yes, yes. Easily the game of the week. You know, anytime that we get another opportunity to see Lamar Jackson shine, it's going to be a good day. Lamar Jackson, he's got 25 TDs this year. Last year, throughout the entire year, he only had 23 TDs. Uh, you know, give him the Heisman already, you know. Oh, wait, wait. No. Come on. So, you know, Clemson, they're not as dominant as what they should be. And, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson, he's a, he's a pretty good player himself, and they both may be sitting in New York together, but Lamar Jackson's way too good. I can't wait for this game. Absolutely. Look, Lamar Jackson is their leading passer and their leading runner. 
in this in the in that team. Lamar Jackson, give him the Heisman. As long as he stays healthy, there's nobody taking this Heisman from him. Nobody. You know, ordinary. And Cle- Clemson, Clemson is not as good as they were last year. Yeah. Even with a great Deshaun Watson quarterback, they are not as good as they were last year. Louisville wins this game. I think big. You know, ordinarily I would probably go with Clemson, but I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson, he is for real. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback, and uh, he's going to have an incredible game that's going to seal the deal where he gets the uh, gets the Heisman. I tend to agree with you, Justin, but for argument's sake, let's, let's let it play out, huh? So uh, <laughs> Louisville's going to win this game big. Uh, and then finally, we've got, uh, I don't know if it's an intriguing Big Ten game, but anytime, no. <laughs> anytime, you have, anytime you have Iowa trying to you know, regain their mojo, it's always fun. Uh, Northwestern versus Iowa is our final game of the week. Um, uh, Iowa's 3-1, but who do they beat? Miami of Ohio, Iowa State. <laughs> I oh they they beat the always tough Rutgers fourteen to seven so I mean <laughs> so they have an offense. <laughs> uh, I will say that North Dakota State is probably better than all three of those teams, but I but I lost to them. So uh, I'm going with Northwestern here. Records be danged. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Iowa. You know, I, I mentioned earlier Wisconsin was my the most surprising team in the West. I was easily the biggest disappointment in the West. Uh, you know, Erica, you mentioned the Ruggers. That's a Big Ten bottom dweller that they struggled against. Uh, Northwestern's nowhere near what they were either. And uh, to add insult to injury, Iowa's top receiver, uh, wide receiver, he's out with a broken foot. Oh, I was going to win an ugly game, but uh, they do not cover. The line is 13. I already put, I already put the money on Northwestern. <laughs> I did. So who you got? You got Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Win, though. Iowa wins, okay. but they do not cover at all. Uh, I I wanted to pick Northwestern so bad in this game, just to boost Nebraska. For but I, I, look, I, I I was the better team. I I think they will figure some things out and they will pull out a win here. You know, I think Northwestern's got their backs against the wall, and I think that Pat Fitzgerald is going to implore his team, look, Iowa is is not as strong as they were. We can beat these guys. Keep in mind, we had Nebraska on the ropes in the first half. We had them. If we would have kept with them, we probably would have won that game, gentlemen. I think he's going he's gonna, to uh, get some sort of measure of satisfaction in beating Iowa this week. So I'm going with Northwestern over Iowa. All right. Hey, it didn't work out well last time you picked Northwesterns. <laughs> I don't know why it would change. <laughs> well, so, oh, this game sorry about been... your luck. Sorry I... about your luck, Erica. You're going down because Patrick a... agreed with you. I am. A... I mean, this game. 
has all the intrigue of Indiana versus Illinois, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I am a slow learner. <laughs> Keep that in mind. I am a slow learner. All right. And our game of the week, speaking of why, uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers versus the Illinois Fighting Illini. Convince me, oh dear cousin Erica, why should anyone care about this game? Why, why, why? Well, it is homecoming. Does that mean anything to you, Patrick? Uh, no, me either. Me yeah, either. Yeah. Um, it should be a chance to watch the Huskers score a lot of points. So that'll be fun. Always a good time. You think that I really any, don't. You think there's anything with Lovey Smith being there and him being kind of a defensive, you know, mind in the NFL? No. And no. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, nope. <laughs> Justin, what about you? Well, Illinois, they're coming off a of bye. And uh, speaking of Lovey Smith, you know, uh, he just adds to the big names that uh, the Big Ten have been adding. So I think that's really cool. He's uh, brought in a really good offensive coordinator, Garrick McGee. He worked with Ryan Mallett at Arkansas, and he was also the uh, offensive coordinator at Louisville in 2014 and 2015, meaning that he coached Lamar Jackson last year. And, oh, my God, I bet he would love to have Lamar Jackson this year. Uh, hmm, he's a lot better now that he has a new coach. Interesting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, he had a he he was a true freshman last year, and he was stellar last year. Look it up. Uh, Lovey Smith also. <laughs> hey. Anyway, Lovey Smith. You know, he brought in some good. Uh, he brought in some NFL talent at the defensive coordinator and special team coordinator positions. Uh, I think Wes Lunt. I think he's a good quarterback, but they don't have a lot of playmakers built around him. The D-line is supposedly the strength of the team, but last week Western Michigan just gouged him in, uh, in rushing. That Jamari Bo- Bogan, he had 189 yards. Uh, I think we rush over 300 games this or 300 yards this game, and uh, I think I think Tommy's going to have another big solid day. Derek, uh, you know, I, I, I tried to look through all the stats I could find. Illinois' defense is rather stout. I mean, I get it. They haven't played anybody great. They've lost two games. But they've given up a lot of points. And I don't – I they, they don't turn the ball over as much as I was thinking they had. So I'm not really figuring – I couldn't figure out exactly where all the points they've given up could come from. But Illinois has a lot of penalties per game. The red zone defense is terrible. They're giving up 92.3% of their red zones. And Nebraska, I, I don't know. This is I, – I thought Lovey Smith was going to do better earlier than he did. did. I think everyone did, yeah. But he just didn't have the personnel. I, I, I'm not willing to give up on Lovey Smith just yet. But give him a few years. But they're not oh, yeah. good this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He hasn't got much talent yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so prognosticate for me. Let's hear it. Predictions. We'll start with you, Erica. What's your prediction on the game? Um, I'm going to go 41-10 Huskers. All right. Justin. 52-10 Nebraska. Derek. Why does everybody keep picking my scores? Uh, <laughs> I have us winning 45-10. Oh, my so God. You guys Pick the one have- in the middle. 
You guys all have them scoring. Well, here's where I differ. I was thinking there were two minds here. Either they were going to have a pedestrian kind of game, go through the motions, workmanlike, businesslike, whatever. Or I think that Nebraska is going to take a lot of inspiration from Milt Teneper this week and also Keith Williams coming back. I think Nebraska is going to win big, and I think they're going to score. They're going to score a shutout. I'm going to go 49 to nothing. Nice. Mm, interesting. I'm glad you picked Nebraska for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a cleansing feeling. Um, all right, and then with that, we got a couple of news items uh, for that game. Alonzo Moore and Tanner Farmer are doubtful for the game. Uh, Brandon Riley is healthy, and as mentioned, Keith Williams is back on the sideline. So for the most part, we should be okay with Illinois, but hopefully we can get those players back uh, for the big games coming up. Um, our thanks to Erica for providing her insight this week. Thank you so much, Erica. You've been great. Uh, well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Love you, Erica. Love you. Right back at you. All right. Uh, special shout out to the Northwestern players for putting 27 on their helmets to honor Sam Foltz. A shout out to the numero uno Nebraska Cornhuskers volleyball team for winning a thrilling five-setter over the Michigan State Spartans. They are also currently playing Illinois right now on BTN. Uh, They're up two sets love, I think. Uh, Games like this are huge for Nebraska come postseason play. A shout-out to Andy Hoffman for winning the NASCAR Foundation's Humanitarian Award for his charity organization, Team Jack, which was created for his son, Jack Hoffman, who has pediatric cancer. And our hearts go out... Very, very much to Arnold Palmer and Jose Fernandez. This has been a very rough week. Uh, But next week is a new week, and we can't wait for the bi-week break. There will be a new episode, listeners, so keep that in mind. If you want to leave comments and messages, you can reach us at the Husker CuzCast Facebook page. Predictions are also, also uh, welcome our page on Podbean, and, of course, our Twitter page. Look for us at at HuskerCuzCast. And that's all, folks. Beat the Illini. And, U.S., you better beat the Euros this year in the Ryder Cup. That's all I got to say because it's all about the cup, baby. Can I hear it from the cousins? It's all about the cup. Go Big Red and go Big Red, White and Blue. And go Cubs!